live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on, well, I guess technically here it's still November 2nd, 2016. East Coast, it already is the 3rd, and you will receive this podcast on the 3rd of November. Baseball is over. The Chicago Cubs, wow, what a game. Um... We ever all they all knew I was not rooting for the Cubs, but uh, you can't ask for anything more than a game seven. I will throw more cliches out. I mean, everything was on the line. There was no tomorrow. All hands on deck. I mean, it comes down to who wants it more, who has the guts. I mean, they embody their manager in a game like this. They will not quit. Uh, I mean, you can throw all the stats out the window, including all these cliches. So. But we obviously begin with uh, Josh Brown, and how much did Tim and Matt Hasselbeck know uh, about the abuse that Josh Brown was inflicting on his wife, Molly? I'm kidding. That's not where we fucking start. Um, No, it's the World Series. It's Game 7. You know, I've been putting off this podcast for a few days. I know you come to expect it on a Tuesday morning or afternoon, and I said, you know what? let, let me. I had a feeling the Indians were going to win Game Six, so I said, you know, let me, let me, let me, let me watch this game here Tuesday night. I say, okay, all right. Well, well, it'll be easier that way. Doesn't happen. I say, okay, all right. So I got, I got to do it another night. I got, I got to wait one more night to do this. So we go Wednesday, and then of course this game goes in extra innings, a rain delay, and and here we are. I mean, it's ten o'clock on the West Coast when I'm doing this. I've never done a podcast this late because then there's production afterward that goes on, and I'm sure you all really care what all the hard work that goes into this podcast. So, um, don't cry for me, but just remember I'm doing this. So. Uh, acknowledge that. So the game is over, eight to seven. The Indians make it close, but the Chicago Cubs are the world champions. How arrogant is baseball? Even before any any players from another country even played in this, you know, back in nineteen early nineteen hundreds, before the Cubs even won a World Series, it was called the World Series when it was only you know white guys from America, the United States, that played in it. At least now it's yeah okay. There's a team in Canada, but you got guys from all over all around the world playing on these teams. Um. Fox did not show Cubs fans enough because I really want to know what their reaction was to every pitch that was going on. Bad job out of Fox. We only we never saw that. Uh, of course, I'm being facetious. You know, we see Cubs fans even in Cleveland through every pitch. It really annoys me, and I know they're trying to capture the mood. Uh, but we see Cubs fans and Indians. Then the only time they bring the Indians up is at that offensive Chief Wahoo, which is only offensive when the team is good. When the team's not good, it's, you know, you hear whispers that it's offensive. But you know, Rob Manfred's going to take that into consideration. But anyways, let's talk about the game. So uh, Joe Madden with probably a terrible game. Not probably. He did have a terrible game. Um, first, you think, yeah, bring in Lester. Is that a good idea? Eh. You take Hendricks out. Not a good move. But you bring in Lester. Uh, this could be okay. Of course, the wild pitch, the throw, because he you know, he can't even approach the ball. That ball that Ross threw away, that Kipnis ran into Rizzo, of course, then two batters scored in the wild pitch before, and Ross was concussed. Let, let's Listen, he took that shot to the face, and you know what? He fell back. Uh, he, he took a shot to a face. You know what I mean. So, But did you see that when he tried to get that ball to throw uh, on that little number by Kipnis? Lester did not even move off the mount. Not even move off the mount. He's saying, nope, I'm, I refuse to do it. So, like, no, I don't want anything. I don't want, no, no apple pie. No, nothing. What's that, that Seinfeld episode? No, Jerry won't eat the pie. <laughs> Something. No, 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 there's the pizza from Poppy. That's right, because he didn't wash his hands. His hands when he took a piss. That's right. Mm, no, good. Is that it? I don't know. Some Seinfeld. And that was the one where George, who cares? Um, 
So that was an interesting move. And then the move to bring in, it wasn't even the move to bring in Chapman tonight from Madden. It was the move to bring in Chapman last night when he didn't need to. When he didn't need to at all. And and Aroldis Chapman, listen, you can be, and I'm not, you know, and I'm on Twitter. I'm trying to get retweets, likes, you know, just shamefully. You, you, you throw the comedy out there. You throw it against the wall. You see what works. Some works, some doesn't. What are you going to do? But listen, even if you don't want to be a social justice warrior about Aroldis Chapman, and his his domestic violence, which listen, you you want to look at it from a letter of the law thing. He was not charged. His wife did not press a wife girlfriend did not press charges. He was suspended. He served the suspension. He did not appeal it, which everyone thought he would, and he did not. But he just seems like a fucking dick. I mean, that guy just seems like an asshole. And you know, and he blew the game. He blew the game, but he got the win in a cruel twist of fate. Um, Rajay Davis that choked up all the way on that bat, and I mean, really, what a game to then tie because you think that you think the Indians are dead, and then even in the in the bottom of the tenth there, Rajay Davis with a base hit to make it a one run game, and Chapman wins. And you know, before that rain delay, Tom Verducci tells us Chapman had tears in his eyes. Oh God, oh man, imagine the tears in his wife's eyes when he threatened her with a shotgun. You know, then started shooting rounds off in the garage. Classy guy, just like that Henry's familia, huh? How about, what is with these closers? But but, I mean, David Ross, like, like I said, he was concussed. In my opinion, he was concussed. But what the hell do I know? Hits the home run. You got Rizzo with the, and Zobris with the big hit in the 10th. And uh, there you go. I mean, that was a classic Game 7. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. All the drama. And how, how about the, the fact that they even were going to think about challenging that play? I forget what inning it was, where it was the slide by, shit, who was it? On, uh, on the Cubs that they were going to, the same as trying to take out Lindor. You know, the idea that that was even up for debate in Game 7 of the fucking World Series, when we don't even have a clear definition of what exactly is illegal and legal. I was ready to lose it there. Luckily, I didn't. But, uh, Roldis Chapman, tough guy to root for. He ends up getting the win. Carl Carl Edwards comes in. Such a young, bright-eyed kid. You had, you had a feeling. This is something, you know, it just he wasn't going to work for him. Uh, and Montgomery comes in. And, uh, what do you throw, three pitches? And, uh, the, the, God, I don't remember the guy's name. Jackson Martinez, something like that. Came in for defensive replacement for Coco Crisp. He, uh, grounded out to Bryant, throws the game, and throws to, and Bryant throws the first. Boom, game over. We all saw it. You don't need the fucking recap, but I give it to you anyways. As you know, I was, uh, actively rooting against the Cubs, and it has nothing to do with the Cubs players. I don't think there's anybody on that team that I say, oh, he's hard to root for, other than Chapman, which I don't even like the guy who's on the Yankees. And again, the domestic violence thing is just this, this cherry on the Sunday. I mean, he, the guy just looks like an asshole. Now, does his performance tonight uh, affect money going into posts in the free agency? Because he's a free agent at the end of the year? I don't think so. Uh, you can look at Joel Madden for saying, well, why? Why, Mr. Madden? Did you pitch him last night in a, what was it, three, four run game? Throw him 20 pitches. It made absolutely no sense. And how about you know, and Madden also telling Baez to bunt on a full count? With, I mean, he tried to be so cute in this game. And I'll tell you something. He better go to bed tonight saying, oh, thank God we won. Thank God we won. I would have looked like the biggest horse's ass in this country. Because we all know he's wacky. <laughs> he's, he's, he's out of the box. Uh, and uh, he, 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 dug his, he dug his heels real deep into shit. Uh, luckily, he was able to get out. That was good. That, that sounds like a cliche we heard tonight. John Smoltz, great analysis. I actually, he's not that bad, but like I was saying on Twitter, man, he, he, he gives some great analysis, 
tires himself out, and boy, he runs into those cliches. Oh, God. Yeah, it's all about guts. Is it? Is it, John? Is it really about guts? It's a baseball game, you know? Every single play has nothing to do with the other players on your team. Like the guy on the bench, like, oh, look at him. He, look at him hit that ball, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't buy that. Well, you know, I could see some people saying, oh, well, well, you know, he saw the pitch and he threw and he liked it on that count. It, it doesn't work that way. How do you know? Because I know. Um, well, there you go, though. Uh, I was actively rooting against the Cubs. And yes, it's 108 years, we all know. And now it's over. It's over. It's all over. One of the greatest stories, storylines in sports. It's over. Just order the pink hats. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, ask Red Sox fans. Ask real Red Sox fans. I'm sure they were happy in 2004, obviously, when they won the World Series. But then when they win, the pink hats come. What does that mean? Oh, the bandwagon fans. And the Cubs, listen, they've had them before. They've had them long before. I'm happy for certain people. I said this on Twitter. I'm happy for Steve Bartman, a man that Chicago ruined his life because he did something every other fan would do. Disgusting people. Nasty, nasty people. They have hate in their heart. Bad hombres. All the Trump quotes. <laughs> Had blood coming out of their eyes. Blood coming out of where, wherever. Out for blood with Steve Bartman. I'm happy for like fans over the age of like 50. 55 years old. All these Johnny-come-lately Cub fans. Who know nothing. Because I'll, I'll tell you what some of these Cub fans are. They're people that are losers. Okay? And they want some sort of identity. Like some of these people with causes these days. Say, you know what? I want to be a part of something. Hey, this team always loses. Just so I can tell people, yeah, I'm a long-suffering Cubs fan. 23, yeah. Been a fan for a long time. Last week. And now what do they do? You're no longer special. You're ordinary. Just like everyone else. You're ordinary. But at least with this series, you had both long-standing losers going against each other. So now the Indians are the the hard luck story. And I would have liked the Indians to win just because I don't know if they're they're going to make it there again. It seems like they were kind of a fluke to get there. No superstars. They just sort of got there. I think the Cubs are going to be there several times in the next few years. Several times in the next few years. And while I shit on some of these Cub fans, these people that just were born out of nothing, they're just there. Oh, I'm a Cub fan. Huh, huh. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was a Cub fan too when I, when I was a child. I, I, I became an adult one day, though, because it's cool to say you're a Cubs fan. I bet you before even this season, oh, I'm a Cubs fan. Can you name four players on the team? Before the, the Theo really started, you know, stocking up this team with real talent. Who, who, who's your favorite player? Oh, Peter Zambrano. Or Victor Zambrano. Oh, cool, yeah. Oh, yeah. You like him? Yeah, yeah. You ever heard of him? <laughs> I see some of these guys on Twitter. I just have to mute them. I'm just like, dude, stop. You're like 20. You're not a Cubs fan. And, and you live in, like, Colorado. Would you stop? Oh, God. But now, but now it's over. You're just ordinary. No one thinks you're any different. You're just another team. Another good team with a bloated salary. Let's see if they can keep that team together because they're all going to want Buku money going forward. So, But I do feel for that Cub fan. That Cub fan that's older. They've been sitting out there in the Midwest. God bless them. Those cold nights. And if you don't know Midwest cold, oh boy. That, that, is, that is a different kind of beast. Engulf your body. Engulf your soul. Your spirit. Spirit's gone. Cold nights. Oh, those nights watching the game saying, why the hell do I watch? Ah, we'll get them now, get them tomorrow night. Just being the laughing stuff, the lovable losers. I feel for those people. I'm happy for those people. I'm happy for those people that are on death, I don't want to say death storm, but you know, older, older, older people. 
saying, I saw one. I saw one. Or the people that had the connection to Departed One saying, did it for them. Someone's smiling in heaven right now. But you piece of shit little millennials, you're not Cubs fans. Go to hell. You deserve nothing. All right. So we move on. Baseball is over. And uh, we'll miss it. We'll miss it. And uh, maybe at one point John Lackey will close his mouth, that mouth-breathing horse tooth fucking idiot. Uh, I don't know why I started off going off on him. I just, I just, something about that guy. Well, obviously the fact that he divorced his wife while she was going through breast cancer and refused to pay for the treatment. But I just thought it was ironic that uh, he was pitching the same game that we all had to do the stand-up for cancer thing. And uh, inconspicuously, or conspicuously, he was not shown on TV because he hates that segment. It's his worst segment of all baseball, you know, charity things. He, in fact, he won't do anything cancer-related. Unsubstantiated, but uh, I'm just going to go with it. So you saw LeBron there. LeBron was at the game. He was uh, flexing. I, I didn't think LeBron would let the uh, Indians lose a game seven because he doesn't do it. He puts Cleveland on his back. He was already drafting that speech. You know, I just do it. You know, it's the kid from Akron, you know. And, uh, you know, when, you, when, when situations present themselves like this, you just got to gotta dig deep down and know where you came from, the people you represent, put the whole city on your back and just take care of business. They did. They did. The camera did shoot to him. Looked like he was arguing with his wife or uh, girlfriend there a little bit. I don't know if he's married to the mother. Of his, I think he is married, actually. He was a longtime girlfriend, but I believe they are married. Um, not that it matters, but I'm just saying I want to identify her. She is the, oh, oh married girlfriend. Oh, look at you. Oh, Brian from his ivory tower deciding who's, uh, what relationships are good for basketball players. I'm just saying. We just shut up. Uh, and then a few segments later, he wasn't there with her anymore. Um, so LeBron was there. LeBron, and then he saw the other idiots. He uh, saw Bill Murray. I, I actually didn't see all of the jackass celebrity fans celebrating um, because basically when it ended, I came up and started doing this podcast because I, I can't do this all fucking night. Uh, but you saw John Cusack and Eddie Vedder sitting next to each other behind home plate and the, 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 uh, some sort of photojournalist with the cameras right in their face and then, and that bottom of the tent waiting to get their just reaction. Oh God, cause we need that. You know, not cause all the other people from about the 108 years, but we, some, John Cusack, who's done some shitty movies in the 1980s and we need to get his, his take. But I will say this, you know, Eddie Vedder for the longest time, I had no idea, uh, why he was a Cubs fan. It made no sense to me. Dude, you're from Washington. You're part of Pearl Jam. Why? Why? Why are you even a sports fan? Isn't that like what the Jocks do? And they just don't get life. But uh, he's actually from Illinois, so maybe I'm late to the party on that one. So, but you know, it is what it is. The Cubs and uh, some of their deserving fans. I'm happy for them. And uh, Indians fans, I'm sorry. Your team lost, and you're offensive. I'm offended, even though 7 out of 10 Native Americans say they're not offended. But I'm just going to go and run with the thing that really works. And it's offensive. So baseball's over. So now what do we have to look forward to? Football? <laughs> well, people are tuned out of that every day. Uh, I didn't really see any football this week. I won't, I won't spare you. Uh, I will spare you all the uh, half, half-ass breakdowns. Um What'd you say? Is there anything good? I don't think nothing really stuck out to me, honestly. Um, baseball, yeah. What else? Halloween happened. I I had stuff sort of planned in my head, but then this game seven went so long, and I'm sort of dragging here. You know, I already drank, and now I'm sort of trying to get things, you know, settled down a little bit. But um, beside my drinking time, like a child, I mean to be fed. Uh, 
what else? Halloween. Yeah, there were trick-or-treaters around. We turned the lights off. Uh, said, nah, I'm good. Uh, I was going to say there's baseball on, but there, <laughs> there was no baseball on. We, they, that was just an excuse. I didn't want to deal with the public. Yeah, because I'm such... <laughs> I'm in such a demand. I don't want to deal with the public, so no Halloween. Um, saw the, sh- I saw the. You know, I, I understand taking the little kids out when the lights are still. You know, when the daylight's still out, you take out. Oh, it's cute. My wife and I drive by. Oh, it's cute. But you, know, you, you see some of the older kids, not older, older, but like older, where maybe they don't need parents to be out in daylight. I don't know. I think it got kind of crappy around here because I think it started raining afterwards. I don't know. I sort of tuned out. We. My wife and I were watching a show on Netflix. I know there's always a new show. It's called The Fall with Jillian Anderson from X-Files. I'm not, I just really don't, it's a decent show, but my God, it's so slow. It's like, uh, what's his name? The reliever for the Dodgers, Jansen. Just, uh, Jesus Christ, I mean, everything takes forever to get to the point. Get to the pitch, get to the point. It shouldn't take this long. Um, So that was Halloween, and that's over with. So we move on, we move on. Uh, staying with TV here. This is the, this is going to be a very short podcast. Yeah, Brian. No, this really will be. Um, cause half the stuff I was going to talk about, I forgot anyway. So, uh, I don't understand why Kevin James and Matt, I'm just reading notes. I don't understand why Kevin James and Matt LeBlanc keep getting television programs. Okay. Well, there, I didn't really have much backup behind that, but I don't know why they're getting television programs. Um, so yeah, you saw Henry's Familia, uh, like I was talking about earlier, reliever for the Mets, arrested on suspicion of domestic violence. So that suspicion, um, you don't want to, uh, let's wait for the facts to come out. Uh, that's me being, um, you know, diplomatic. Why is this person stopping in front of my house? Keep driving, shithead. All right, there we go. He heard me through the window. Um, just after he was in a, uh, you know, anti-domestic violence ad, and I think he personally says, I'm not for domestic violence. Well, that's good. Bold stance. Um, so we have that going on. I think it's mandatory 50 games suspension going in the 2017 season. So that will be interesting. 50 games. I mean, that is, that's becoming substantial. It's almost a third of the season at this point. So uh, I'm sure Met fans will make some sort of excuse uh, as to why it doesn't constitute as domestic violence. I mean, they got quite the team there. Hey, him, Jose Reyes. I mean, bring in, bring in OJ, and I mean, we got the we got a real squad going. Uh, okay, none of those guys murdered anyone, but they he was a big wife beater too, as we know. Those nine one one calls. It's OJ Simpson. I think you know his record exactly. We know it now. Prisoner, Nevada prison. Um, what else here? Josh Brown. That, as I was joking, was the lead. It's really not a story, but I continue to hear about it on. Uh, WEI, Boston Sports Radio, is Tim Hasselbeck, one of the ESPN goons, uh, goes on there and basically tried to blame Josh Brown's wife for making this stuff up. He'd say it, but he really wouldn't say it. Uh, Even though Josh Brown... And Josh Brown, again, why are we talking... I feel like Peyton Manning a few years ago when uh, the the kicker for the Colts, Mike Vanderjack, Vander Vander something, Vander... I don't know. Uh, said something about Peyton Manning. They asked Peyton Manning at the Pro Bowl game about what his comments. He's like, you know, we're just out here trying to have some fun. And, uh, you know, we're talking about what something our stupid liquored up kicker, our kicker said. I mean, Josh Brown is a kicker. The fact that the Giants continue to hold a, a kicker with this much baggage, this much bringing so much negativity to the team is astounding from such a classy organization classy the maras i mean they go they, they caviar dinners the whole team they, they're just classy they're classy you know they're classy they're classier than you yeah it's not saying much you're a slob but i mean they're classy come on they're not like the other teams 
Not like the classless Jets. <laughs> Disgusting paupers. But Josh Brown said in his diary, first of all, why does a 35-year-old man have a diary? Why does a man have a diary? Why does anyone have a diary? The only one that has diaries, maybe like Clarissa explains it all or something. A 12-year-old girl has a diary. Josh Brown wrote in his diary that he, he abused his wife. And you hear John Merrill with Francesa saying that he, the Giants knew about it. it. It still boggles my mind. Why would you keep this, this, this liability on your team? He's a kicker. So that's that. Uh, what else we got here? Ray Allen um, uh, retires from the, the NBA. Uh, the all-time leading three-point shooter. Um, I got to love him because he was the real first. I was going to say he's the real first superstar of UConn basketball, but that's not true. Um, you got Cliff Robinson if you want to go that. Uh, but I think the real one, I mean, his number four pick in the draft was Daniel Marshall. While he, his NBA career really fizzled out, uh, didn't do much, just sort of was definitely a journeyman. Ray Allen, I think, was the fifth pick. By the shit, who was he actually taken by? I forget. He was taken by the Timberwolves, but traded to the Bucks for Stefan Marbury on draft day. Oh, got him! You got got. Did anyone debate? You didn't know that, Brian. Uh, he, he was an odd guy because listen, his three point shooting skills are just beyond amazing. But he was a guy who almost looked like he didn't know how to play basketball when he went in for a layup. It was a, or when he dribbled, it was really just very awkward, uncomfortable for everyone around. I mean, it was, it's really wanted to look away. Oh God. Um, hideous. But Ray Allen retires. Uh, Kevin Garnett's probably uh, happy about it. Well, they both retired the same year. Now that they can uh, rekindle their relationship after it was severed uh, after Ray Allen went to the Miami heat. Um, I like KG's passion in that way. Uh, but at the same time, you know, <laughs> stop. It is a business. But I understand if you're playing with a guy and then he goes to the rival. But that is the NBA now. The NBA is all about that now, including the Warriors, who were blown out in their first game. But I think they've uh, they've recovered so far in this first week of the NBA. Magic Johnson's tweeting about early MVPs. Stop it. Please stop it for the love of God. Uh, and Ben Simmons, who may not even play this year, who's the number one pick in the draft from LSU, uh, I guess he was involved in some sort of documentary um, about the NCAA saying it was a quote-unquote fucked up system. Uh, this is a guy who I'm sure he even admitted he stopped going to class second semester. What was Ben Simmons looking to get out of the NBA? First of all, Ben Simmons, you know, th this is one excuse that people say, oh, well, uh, well uh, people should be, uh, you know, they should be compensated for the NCAA. That, that's a fine argument. You know what? And what is mine sometimes? I say, you know what? There are other countries where you can go play and make money because you can be, have to, you, again, in order to go to the NBA, you have to be one year removed from your class. So you go to college. You can go to other countries. Brandon Jennings did it. Guys do it. So, oh, you got to learn a new language. People are homesick. They're kids. Okay. It's a bullshit excuse, but it's fair. Ben Simmons is from Australia. Okay. He could have played there. He decided to come to the United States and be exposed and oppressed at LSU. That is his decision. This asshole who says he doesn't even didn't even go to class, and then he's like, "Yeah, man, you know, this is bullshit." You know, I'm not going to say the NCAA is a it's not a flawed system because it is. I will listen to the you know backup 
point guard, the backup center for a major Division I program that's on ESPN all the time that ha- probably has no chance of going pro, but he is a good college basketball player. I will listen to that argument, even though I think something needs to happen because, you know what, one person's argument is, well, you know what, he gets a full education, and that's fair. He gets a full education. Where was I going with this? Yes, he gets a full education. The voice tone there, you really got to change, Brian. You got to be on point. He gets a full education. And you know what? All the billions of dollars that the school, maybe not billions, but millions of dollars the school gets does not go to that player. There has to be some sort of system in place, Title IX, all that. Eventually, I'll tell you what's going to happen. College sports is no longer going to exist. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, Lois, but someday it's going to happen. So uh, I can tell you right now, headache number one going forward is Ben Simmons. He may be a tremendous talent. He looked lost sometimes as a college basketball player in LSU. He also looked like a superstar at times, too. He now looks like an asshole. So that is my two cents, and I'm sure you all, all were dying to hear that. Dying to hear the end of that. Uh, and the, let's see. And the Cavs, the Cavs, I think the Cavs are still undefeated right now. Um, yeah, I think Joe Buck said something about that. Um and LeBron doesn't want Khloe Kardashian around. I don't understand the obsession that uh, NBA players have with Khloe Kardashian, but Tristan Thompson, the center for the Cleveland Cavaliers, is now dating her. Um, again, I, 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 listen, you're a professional athlete. I'm sure there are lots of beautiful women that you can be involved in. Why men continue to gravitate towards Kardashians is one of the great mysteries of life. They are nothing, nothing but headaches. Because I know they're—I mean—they're always calling, texting. Just you know, give me some fucking space. Let me let me be. Let me live. Um, why? Why involve one of those women in your life? And by the way, speaking of uh, people in your life, uh, now that the World Series is over, I no longer have to watch another uh, undisputed commercial ever again. So, um, and I think that's where we'll end it. Um, let's see. You know what? Will I talk to you again before the election? I don't know. Let's just quickly go. I mean, Trump is back in this thing. Uh, and Hillary, and, and Jesus, did you think? I thought this was going to be a short podcast, Brian. You're approaching 26 minutes now. But let's just talk. Let's just talk about the wiener. Um, let's, let's just chat about the wiener. Think about what every other country in this world is doing right now. They're looking at this. This, this land of ours that we love so much. And what is the focus? First of all, we have two reprehensible candidates. And, I, and I'll tell you this. You know, it's, I, I, like to, I like to be diplomatic on Twitter, and I'll criticize each of them. I criticize Hillary, and I criticize Trump. The Hillary supporters definitely uh, respond more to the tweets, trumping for her, if you will. Um, but the Trump ones come back, and they're much more aggressive. They are much more aggressive. Uh I don't understand how any of you can sort of worship at the altar of the other. Maybe it's your hatred of the other that sort of spews into one. Um, but back to my original point, the other countries, they're looking at us. And with less than a week, less than a week to go before this country decides who will be their leader for the next four months, we are consumed. They are consumed. They're looking. They're indulging. They're witnessing. Anthony fucking wiener one of the sleaziest most disgusting people you could possibly imagine a guy who can't stop sexting he can't stop showing pictures of his dick i mean his name's wiener it it, it doesn't 
I know this uh, bit has been done to death, but every country, think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, what do you think the Yanks are going to do? I don't know. I don't know. Wow. I mean, they got Hillary, they got Trump. And what's this new thing going on? Anthony Weiner? Yeah, he's this deranged looking weirdo who is constantly shirtless. He is sending pictures to people, including his crotch. Anthony Weiner. It's it's mind boggling that that guy is at the forefront of how we're going to choose the leader of the free world. If you had that in your pool, what would be the biggest factor towards Election Day? And you had Anthony Weiner, you're a very smart person. Who knows, there could be more going down. I mean, I think I think each candidate may have one ace in their hole. There was supposed to be a tape with Trump saying the N-word. We have not seen that yet. That was the rumor. Because that one could be... Baboon. I mean, that one could be bad. Because anyone who... You know what? Maybe it won't, actually. Maybe actual public support for him will drop. We all know, once you get into that voting booth, anything can happen. Right, John Smoltz? Yeah, it's about who wants it more. <laughs> it's all about guts. I mean, there is to- no tomorrow. I mean, it's Game 7, one of the most beautiful things you heard in sports. It's Election Day. So, oh, man, it's getting closer and closer, and it's all about Uma. Uma, Uma, Uma. More emails. The fact that... It's, it's, it's amazing to think if this is nothing has been discounted that this is the truth, that the same computer that, I mean, presumably, OK, let's let's say Anthony Weiner used his phone for all of his uh, deviant behavior of that of a pervert, um, deviant behavior of a pervert. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, but let's say he was using his computer, the same computer that had national secrets on it, Bec- the same computer. National secrets. And Huma, Huma liked that because it, it, she liked her regular emails on there. To, she liked to send the government emails to her personal com- email on that computer because she didn't like to print the other stuff. I'll tell you, I don't want Trump to win. But this Clinton campaign is just, it's just a layer of sleaze. A layer of, la- Hillary and her campaign, this is, this is very similar. This, you know what it is? She's very much like A-Rod. In a way, Alex Rodriguez did steroids. Have you ever heard me criticize the fact that Alex Rodriguez did steroids on this podcast? You probably haven't. Maybe at one point I did. But let's let's, let's just say I didn't for all intents and purposes. Hillary Clinton does a lot of shady stuff. A lot of shady stuff. A lot of shady stuff that she's never denied. She just goes, she likes to change the subject, which, listen, she's a classic politician. And you know some of that shady stuff? Everyone in Washington does it. These people are not good people, which is why I can never understand why these people are just, you see supporters get behind these people as if they're some sort of gods and defend anything they do. They're both slime balls and they'll never say anything positive about politicians. Never. Well, maybe sometimes, but here's the thing. You know what annoys me about A-Rod and Hillary Clinton? It's not even their crimes. It's the lying. They're bold, bald, bold face liars. Just, just say what you did. This dog and pony show of lying to us as if we're imbeciles. It's, I tell you, I want her to win just because Trump is not fit to be president. But I'll tell you, I want it to be close. I want to see them all squirm. All the liberals squirm. But I don't want Trump to win. Ha! I got all my bases. All my bases are covered here. All my bases. Even though Javi Bias, he couldn't cover that second base. Tried to barehand it, couldn't. 
Catching a lot of flack on Twitter for that one. Does it all the time, but now he shouldn't have done it. Anyways, so <laughs> 31 minutes. So um, baseball's over. Leaves a whole, big hole in your heart, honestly. What do you do now? Football, and I'm not just following the trends. It is a little rough to follow these days. I didn't. I, I missed most of the games on Sunday. I didn't even care. I didn't even watch the Monday night game. There was no baseball. I didn't even watch it. I watched the fall with my wife for the show. I told you it's too slow. In the NBA, I mean, you want me to get excited about games in November? I'm not Magic Johnson. In college, in college football, I've never been into it. Maybe I need to. Maybe I need to start getting into college football. In college basketball, I mean, that starts soon. But again, when when, when does that get good? Conference play outside of a few tournaments. Conference play doesn't start till January. What was it, Roger Hornsby? Someone asked him, "What do you, what do, you do when baseball ends?" I look outside and wait for baseball to begin. Something along that. God, I butchered that. All right, we've had we've had enough of this shit. So, remember, you can listen to this show and all the other ones that preceded it on all the venues on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, YouTube, and Google Play. Remember to leave a review. You people just don't leave reviews. I'm gonna have to do like a giveaway or something because I swear to God, to get you people to click on stuff and do a review, you'd think I'm asking you to uh, you know reinvent plutonium and uh, how would you reinvent it? But I, I, I'm, the reviews help, and you guys just don't do it. You know, it'd be one thing if I was looking at the downloads every day and it's like five people were downloading it. I'd be like, okay, all right, well, what am I gonna do? I see the downloads. There's a lot of people listening. Yeah, okay. That's me patting myself on the back, okay? If you leave a review, I'm going to have to do a giveaway. That's the only thing. You people are just disgusting. Uh, I love all of you, loyal listeners. Um, remember, you can follow me on Twitter, at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. And uh, that's about it. So thank you for staying with me. I, I got, Now I get to produce this. Oh, woe is me. Huh? You hear that violin? All right. With all that being said, congratulations, Chicago Cubs. Congratulations to the fans that have slugged through for decades, not the assholes jumped jumped on the bandwagon that came by yesterday. All the fans that believed in them, the Cubs, through the years, through the heartbreak. Steve Bartman, God damn it, I hope you're drinking tonight. Have fun out there in Wrigleyville. There's just got to be so much stale piss vomit. Absolute glee. Enjoy it. Well, that being said, bye, my dear.